Hi, I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy with another Global Real Estate School podcast. Welcome to the broadcast. My name is John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy, and I'm broadcasting loud and clear from the studio here, and hopefully you can uh, see everything okay. I uh, do have the chat pulled up, so I will try to remind myself to go out there from time to time. So if you have any questions, you can type those in. Not certain how many people we have on the uh, webinar tonight for Help Me Pass the Real Estate Exam. Uh, but we will we are recording this we will have it on our YouTube channel and we'd love for you to take a look at that so I'm gonna close my window down here and I will come back to that a little bit later so again if you have any questions be sure and type those in I will try to remember to go out and check the chat sometimes I'm not real good about that but I'll try to do that for you okay I had to play that Chicago song old days um, you know Teaching pre-licensed real estate school reminds me of my old days when I used to go and teach pre-licensed. And just a little <clears throat> side note for you: um, we've been doing live streaming for quite a while with Global Real Estate School, and I'm creating a TV show called "Help Me Pass the Real Estate Exam." And so I've, we've got some really cool things my daughters and I are working on that we'll be adding to the television show. Um, interviews with brokers and managers and some top agents and I've even got some video I've been going out in the field and recording some video tonight's kind of a stripped back, back version because I'm not officially ready to launch the TV show or, or what I envision as my weekly television show but um, I know that I have a lot of students right now in the school and I promised to do as much as I can to help my students pass the test. So I'm excited that I can do, uh, do some live streaming for you. So tonight's kind of a different version. And um, so back to the old days, I just have to kind of tell you kind of where I've been in my real estate career and, and uh, how things kind of, you know, kind of go full circle. But uh, many of you probably know I got my license when I was 18 years old in 1978. I actually wanted to do this. I wanted to be on TV and on radio. That's kind of was always my dream and goal. And I was going to college. I, I, I actually went away to school, had my real estate license, went away to school, uh, to journalism school. And I was, uh, that was my career path. And I remember in 1979, I was away at Warrensburg, Missouri. Interest rates had gone sky high. My mother had a bunch of people working for her, and they all abandoned ship. And, and I told my mom, I said, you know, I, I'll come back home this summer, and I'll be glad to, I mean, be happy to help you and, and work for you there at the office. So I did that and actually really fell in love with real estate and, and started making some pretty good money. There, you know, there was a lot of people were bailing out of the industry, but those of us who stayed around, there just the pie was a little bit bigger for us. And we started figuring out ways to do deals and, and uh, close things out. So in, in 1983, 84, I started taking over my mother's business as a broker and manager and helping her more as an office manager. And, and uh, I knew that to recruit agents, having a real estate school would be very beneficial. So I got my license in 1987. And um, in 1987, I want to take that uh, little banner off the bottom there. In 1987, I started my own real estate school and I started teaching pre-licensed real estate. And I'm telling you what, it just took my career to a whole different level because if you want to know a subject, learn to teach it. And it was a frightening, experiencing um, path for me, but one that, again, like real estate, I just fell in love with it. And that in essence led to my speaking career and uh, led to, to many other things. But um, I remember uh, teaching pre-license for many, many years, going to the local junior college. And I had my own real estate school area in my office, uh, in the back of my office in Park Hills, and taught hundreds of real estate agents. And in 01, I just got burned out. I was. Uh, I was burned out on pre-licensed real estate school, and I remember 
packing my stuff up and I, I told my wife, I said, I don't, I don't think I'll ever teach pre-licensed real estate school again. I was just, I had taught it for so long and I was just burned out. So um, fast forward to 2014-15, I had been sending a lot of people to online real estate schools and unfortunately they just weren't finishing this school and I didn't know why that was and my wife had kind of seen some things I was doing and um, had encouraged me to put my pre-licensed real estate school online so I, I had no idea where my I'd thrown all my books away and got rid of everything and so I went down in our basement and I started digging around some old uh, boxes that had technology equipment in it because believe it or not I just don't I still have lots of my old technology equipment I've got some old digital cameras that would blow you away that from back in the 90s and 80s and um, I found an old hard drive and I plugged it in to my computer and it made the awfulest racket and noise and I started digging around and looking on folders and lo and behold I found a folder that said real estate school. So I found all my old test questions, my book and all of my stuff and um, started the process of putting my school online. And we're approved now in Missouri, uh, Oklahoma and Indiana. We also work in partnerships with training partners in Kansas and South Dakota School of Real Estate in South Dakota. So um, lots of, we have lots of students we're getting lots of great feedback. And one of the things I wanted to do was incorporate a lot of video and audio into my courses. But I also wanted to take advantage of the internet and doing some live streaming. So uh, here I am teaching pre-license. I'm telling you what, I'm having, I'm just having a blast. The time in my life I'm enjoying teaching pre-licensed real estate I never thought I would say that again back in 01 when I was burned out but I'm just having a blast I've gotten involved with RIA a great group of folks with the Real Estate Educators Association and and uh, just kind of you know coming back around to something that really was the stepping stones for my for my speaking career so I'm still speaking and training and doing a lot of keynote presentations but uh, I have to tell you that this has been really just uh, a lot of fun but and this is cool because I don't have to drive to my office or the college and teach for three or four hours I can just do it right here in my home when I'm done I click off the computer and can go up and be with my lovely wife so uh, we're gonna get going here tonight and um, I'm gonna talk about tonight VA and I have some information here that we'll take a look at. I'm actually teaching the military course tomorrow in St. Charles, Missouri for the St. Charles Women's Council of Realtors. If you're watching and you are in St. Louis or St. Charles, hey, we can still get you in tomorrow. Nine o'clock we start and uh, I'll be teaching the military course. So I thought, you know what, kind of, might be kind of fun to go over some VA stuff tonight for my students. And um, I'm going to just tell you right now that you will probably see some of this on the exam. So we're going to go through the way this will work tonight. We'll go through uh, some notes. And I just actually copied these. Uh, my daughter, Allie, uh, put this together for me. Her and Ann, my two daughters, have been a huge help for me. So I don't know if they're watching, but uh, girls, I love you and thank you so much, um, Allie and Ann. You're amazing and you guys are uh, helping your dad grow the real estate school so I appreciate that so much but um, wanted so Allie I asked her today I said would you pull some stuff off the VA website because I want to just kind of pull a few things down and uh, first of all it's always good for me to double check my material uh, which you know I do from time to time but I wanted to just I took this from the VA website. So what we're looking at is information right from the government's website and I'm just going to highlight things you should know for the test. So if you've got a notebook and a pen handy I would encourage you to take some notes here and I'm only gonna like we'll look at some of this stuff uh, we'll look at all of this but some of the information I'm gonna say you know what you might see this on the test 
and some of the information you may not see on the test, okay? So I'll try to highlight with my, uh, with my uh, word highlighter as we go through this. Then I've got six questions that we're gonna look at all around VA to test your knowledge. And then we're gonna jump over to the whiteboard that I've got hooked up that you saw at the very beginning. And we're going to work just a couple of math problems and then we'll wrap things up. So we'll get started right now if you are ready to go. So the first thing we need to look at with, there's a lot of stuff with VA and I, you know, I can just almost guarantee you that you'll see one or two questions about VA. So I'm gonna to try to pull out things that perhaps I've seen in the past or heard about. When I say I've seen, they used to let us look at the exam periodically. So we would very quickly get to look at, at uh, questions and we can't ever tell you exactly what we saw and you know, there's, there's a lot of confidentiality in that, but I think we can give you topics to say this, this specific topic might be seen or this would be good for you to know for the test. So um, you're gonna probably see a couple of questions, so let's kind of take a look at what you need to know. First of all, this um, restoration of entitlement. Um, you could possibly, I would probably weight this a little bit lighter um, as far as, you know, if we were going to rate these as far as could you see something on the test. But there's a chance, and uh, I just want to show you this here. Uh, so um, notice where it says, let me take that off, come back to that. So if a veteran has previously used entitlement restored to purchase another home with VA if, um, let's take a look at this, the property purchase with the prior VA loan has been sold and the loans paid in full, okay? So in other words, you could be restored to another VA loan if you've sold the, your home and you paid off your VA loan, okay? So that's one way. Number two, so, and that's probably, if you saw something on the test, I would think it would be in that, uh, in that area right there. Number two, a qualified veteran transferee buyer agrees to assume the VA loan and substitute his or her entitlement for the same amount of entitlement originally used by the veteran seller. I don't think you would see a question like that on the exam. <clears throat> However, let's think about this for just a second uh, so you understand what they're talking about here. Um, I have a VA loan. But, and by the way, first of all, we're talking about VA loans tonight. Let me just say thank you so much. If you're a veteran or you're watching and you're a veteran, I just I want to tell you that um, we appreciate you so much. In preparing for my military course for tomorrow, there's a statistic from a, a group that does surveys, and they said 88% of veterans really believe that most Americans don't appreciate or understand the sacrifice that they do. And so um, I just to stop there and say thank you so much because we, uh, we appreciate your service, your dedication, and your sacrifice to our country. So we're very grateful for you. Um, so um, if I had a VA loan, and I'm, I'm not a veteran, and I, I wanted to join the Air Force, and um, you know, it's one of those things my mom and dad said, do you want to do what? <laughs> and I think it would have been good for me actually to have joined the Air Force. But uh, I took off for college to get a degree in journalism and then ended up coming back to real estate. Um, but if I had a VA loan, okay, and you assumed my loan, so you're a veteran as well. So we're both veterans. I have a VA loan and you assume my loan. Now let's take a look at this. You as the buyer agree to assume the loan and you also agree to substitute your entitlement 
for the same amount of entitlement originally used by me. Okay? So when you're a veteran, you actually have what is called an entitlement. And I don't think I have that word. I don't think they taught, I pulled that off there about entitlement. But um, you're, you have an entitlement and basically, and I think we talk about it in just a, a few slides, how that works. But the VA will guarantee up to $36,000 um, for, for you to get a home loan. And most lenders will loan four times that amount, okay? So that's what we mean by the entitlement. I have an entitlement, uh, it's a one, it's a, you know, it's a, I don't wanna say one time entitlement, but it's an entitlement that I have. And if I'm using that entitlement, I cannot get restored. See, we're under the paragraph restoration of entitlement. I, my entitlement can't be restored to me unless what? Unless I've sold my home and paid off the loan, then I'm, I have a new entitlement. See, it's restored. Or if you assume my VA loan and you say to VA, look, I'll substitute my entitlement for the same amount that John had used for his entitlement. If you do that, then the entitlement may be restored, okay? Um, now, it says here also, the entitlement may also be restored one time only if the veteran has repaid the prior VA loan in full, but has not disposed of the property with the VA loan. So, you can have that one time. Now, will you see questions in this section? You know, I think possibly you could see something about could a veteran get, be, be entitled to a new VA entitlement? And the answer would be yes, if they've sold the home and paid off the loan, or if another veteran assumed the loan substituted their entitlement for the same amount that the original veteran's entitlement was for. Now, if you don't sell the home or dispose of the property, even if you pay off the loan, you're entitled to one entitlement, according to the VA website. I don't, you know, I would put this, this would not be something I would go over and over and over on my VA stuff. I think you probably get it now and you're in good shape, but uh, just wanted to point that out because that could be a possible test question. Now let's go over to the VA funding fee. You may see something on this, and what you need to know here is generally all veterans using the VA guaranteed benefit must pay a funding fee. And this reduces the loan's cost to taxpayers considering that a VA loan requires no down payment and has no monthly mortgage insurance. That's probably a good, um, a good quest, you know, something to put in your memory bank is the fact that yes, there's going to be a, fund a funding fee charged. And by the way, um, we'll look at that if it's the first time you can finance that funding fee as a veteran. Uh, the veteran has to pay for that, and it is used to offset the taxpayer's cost. Um, but the one thing I was going to have you make a note of here is that there's no monthly mortgage insurance, okay? With an FHA loan, there is a mortgage insurance premium, what we call um, MIP. And the reason there's an insurance premium is because there's a higher risk because there's no down payment or a limited down payment. You understand that? So I would definitely put in your memory bank, veterans pay a funding fee. First time veterans can finance the funding fee. The, vet, the veteran has to pay the funding fee. And I'd make a note that um, there's no mortgage insurance premium on a VA loan.
There is on an FHA loan, but not on a VA loan, okay? Now, um, uh, here we said that you have the option to finance the VA funding fee, or you can pay it in cash, but the funding fee must be paid at closing, okay? So again, something you could jot, uh, put in your memory bank there. Now, I'm going to drop down here to where, because uh, I don't think you're going to see any of that, but I want to go to other loan closing costs. And I think that, um, you know, here are some general rules right off VA's website we should take a look at. This could be a test question, and I'd write this down. The lender, not VA, sets the interest rate, discount points, and closing cost. These rates may vary from lender to lender, okay? So the VA does not set the interest rate, the discount points, and the closing cost. And those can vary from lender to lender. That's why it's always a good idea for veterans to shop around for their mortgage give you a good example I closed two VA loans on the same day uh, about a year and a half ago a couple of years ago uh, two veterans I love to do VA loans by the way and I'm gonna I, I'll, I'll tell you a, a really cool story here in a little bit that I'm gonna open up with tomorrow during my class so if you're if you're going to be on the MRP class uh, the military course tomorrow you may not want to hear my story unless unless you want to hear it twice but um, but I closed two two VA loans on the very same day and it was interesting to me because uh, the one lender um, Terry great guy from Na Navy Federal Credit Union I mean he had like no closing costs they were so low he got the loan done in half the time as the other lender but it was fascinating to me because they were they were real close in price within five or ten thousand and and um, Terry's from Navy Federal Credit Union and I'm not endorsing any company I'm just explaining to you I was very impressed with that company because their closing costs were like half of what the other companies were and both VA loans both almost the same identical money but one veteran's closing costs were about half what the other veteran's closing costs were. And you know, a lot of times on VA loans, what happens is uh, you'll have a veteran or a buyer who will come in and they've already spoken to someone and they've already pre-qualified pre them for a VA loan. And you know, uh, as a real estate agent, sometimes it's tough for us to try to say, oh, well, don't go to that lender, go to this lender. I mean. We, when we enter into an agency relationship, we need to maybe explain to them it's good to check around because rates can be different, but you know we don't want to ever try to be involved in steering people to one lender in one direction or another. But I thought that was interesting, and I just wanted to point out here, as you look at this, that, and, and this again could very well be a test question, the lender, not VA, sets the interest rate, discount points, and closing costs, okay? And they can vary from lender to lender. Now, closing costs such as the VA appraisal, credit report, state and local taxes, recording fees, may be paid by the purchaser, the, the seller, or shared between both. Very interesting, and keep that, again, I think that's very important for you to know. The seller can pay some of the closing cost. Under our rules, a seller's concessions cannot exceed 4% of the loan. But only some types of costs fall under this 4% rule. Now, here's what I would know for the test. I would just kind of know that little section right there. I don't think they'll drill down into that deeper part that you see there. But you do need to understand and know that a seller can pay for some 
of the closing cost and the concessions normally cannot exceed 4%. I don't think you'll see that on the test, but I do want you to know the seller can pay for some of the closing cost. So let me tell you a quick story. I've told you I got my license <clears throat> in um, 1978. In 1983, I made this thing called the Million Dollar Club. And everybody thought I'd made a million dollars, and <laughs> it wasn't the fact. I just sold a million dollars worth of real estate. Now, in you know, today you might say big deal. In 1983, when I accomplished that feat, my average sales price was $20,000. Interest rates were close to 20%. And I took 19 hours as a senior. I crammed four years of college into five. I, I took 19 hours my senior year. And college algebra was one of those I'd put off to the last semester. And I, I jokingly say, but it's a true story. I wrote an essay to my instructor. Um, telling her that I needed a D minus because my grandmother and all these people were coming to my graduation. I, I got a C, so I guess my essay was pretty good. But uh, I never will forget that. I took 19 hours. That was um, one of the best grade point averages I had. I think my college algebra was the only C I made, and I made all A's and, and everything else. But lo and behold, I graduated. And uh, that was in May of 83. And that year, I made the Million Dollar Club. Now, I'm telling you this because I was selling real estate, building a clientele. Uh, at that point, people were calling me to list their house. I really wasn't to, having to prospect for business that challenging or that much. And so I can't remember if it was 85 or 86, but I just remember I felt like a batter who couldn't get a base hit. I was striking out. I had no closings going. I was having a good old John Mayfield pity party. And uh, it was like, I just felt like I could never sell another piece of real estate. I mean, I wanted to quit. It was that bad. And it was like a little voice said something to me and it said, John Mayfield, how did you how did you get your business? Because I think I'd gotten a call and people were like, you know, didn't have a down payment and it was kind of a tough call. And I'm like, really, you know, this is what I'm getting. And and uh, that's when this little voice reminded me that, you know, when you started out, you helped everybody and treated everybody, you know, with respect and encouragement and really did everything you could to help them get a house. And this little voice said, John Mayfield, you're picking and choosing who you want to work with now. That's your problem. And I thought, man, you know, I need to get back to my basics. And the phone rings, I kid you not, when I'm having this conversation in my mind. And this guy says um, he wants to buy a home. So back in 85 and 86, as real estate agents, we had to pre-qualify our buyers. We did not have a lot of loan officers. And you just, you just I mean, we had loan officers, but they didn't pre-qualify them for us. We basically took them to the bank. And I mean, back then we had loan applications in our office and we would fill the loan application out and take that and the contract over to the lender. And so we did all the pre-qualifying. So I remember asking this guy on the phone, I asked him where he worked and he said he didn't work anywhere. And uh, I said, you don't, you're not employed? He said, no, I'm on disability. Well, and this must have been around 87 or 88 because I remembered from teaching my pre-licensed real estate class, you couldn't discriminate against um, your, the source of your income. So I said, I started asking him some questions and I said, so do you have a car payment? He said, no. And I started going through all this stuff. He said, no, the only thing I have is my utilities and my rent that I pay. So I said, I did some qualifying and I said, look, I think, um, I think we might be able to get you a loan. And all of a sudden I said, are you a veteran? Because I knew I had to get over that down payment hurdle. And he said, yeah, I'm a veteran. And I said, 
well, great. I think we can make things work, work out. So I did talk to a lender in the community, the guy that I knew, Virgil Taylor, who did loans, wonderful guy. If Virgil, if you ever look me up on YouTube and you're watching this, there's never been a loan officer like you. So I just want you to know that you, you and Irv Morris were two of my favorite, but Virgil said, yeah, I can, I think we can get this guy a loan. Uh, going VA and he said just have just write it up for the seller to pay all the closing costs. So I go and start showing them houses and the first house we looked at look at they said yeah we want it let's buy it. Now this is like prior to buyer's agency okay and I knew they didn't want this house and I, I said you know I think we need to look at some more. So we kept looking and it was kind of funny because at one point they'd cut, they would look at a house. I mean, I could have sold them anything, but we would look at a house and they'd say, is this one okay, John? Can we buy it? And, and uh, you know, finally we found the right home that I liked and they liked and, and I knew it would be a good solid home. And I said, yeah, this is the home. We wrote it for the full price. We asked the seller to pay all the closing costs, got it approved. We closed on that and they got a check back for $94 at the closing table. But here's what I want to tell you. He was 54 and she was 53 at the time. And when we finished the closing, they were just weeping at the table. I mean, they were crying. And I said, is everything okay? And I never will forget this. They said, this, this is the first time we've ever been able to buy in our, in our life. We had no idea we could use our VA, you know, entitlement. I didn't know anything about that. And they thanked me for helping them get in their very first home. I mean, their payments were less than rent would have been. They got money back at the closing table. But for me, it was a, it was a great joy and, and really uh, uh, something that I remind myself of today, that it's about how we can give back to other people. What can we do as real estate professionals? And that's the question I'm going to ask my group tomorrow. You know, is it, about, is it about the commissions or the money? Or is it about helping people? Now, I get it. We've got to pay our bills. And, um, you know, I get excited when I make a big commission check. But at the end of the day, I think it's really about helping people. I mean, I could very easily on my online real estate school just let my students go through, let you all go through all the online stuff and kind of be on your own. But you know what? At the end of the day, I, I'm concerned about you. I want you to pass the, the exam on your first try. I want you to make, I want to make sure that you're pleased and happy with my, with my product and with what I'm doing. And I'm taking an extra hour tonight to do this for you because I knew I would be very tired tomorrow night after teaching all day. And I could be resting right now, getting ready for tomorrow, you know, reading over my notes and getting ready for tomorrow. But you know what? It's not about me. It's about you and helping you out. And I think that's the way it should be for our veterans as well. So going back to that question, and sorry for the long story, but it should, our last sentence we highlighted, it should remind you or help you understand that the seller can pay for some of the closing costs. Normally the concessions cannot exceed 4%. I definitely would just make sure that you understand the seller can pay some or a big part of those closing costs. You could see the 4%, but um, I think you'll be in good shape if you know that. Now, this, and I get in debates on this in class all the time, but this is from the VA website. The, the, the veteran cannot pay the termite report. I would know that, okay? That fee is usually paid by the seller. Now, it says unless the loan is a refinance. I don't think you'll see that on the test, but you could see that about the termite report. Veteran can't pay that, okay? Uh, and this is something that could be a test question right here. And I would make sure I know that. You cannot pay buyer broker's fees uh, charged to the veteran buyer. I was going over this today and um, I'm going to write a blog post or post something on the NAR site about this. 
because right now there's a big lawsuit against the National Association of Realtors and a bunch of franchises about sellers paying a buyer broker's fee. And I ran across this today and I thought, holy cow, if the court upholds these people who are suing us, what's that do to a veteran? Because under VA's rules, a veteran can't pay a buyer's broker a fee. Well, what this lawsuit's trying to really do is force all buyers to collect their fee from the agent and not allow the seller to pay the buyer broker's fee. Well, this is a whole game changer right here. And I was reading that and I thought, you know, does the court realize if they rule in favor or against NAR that they're actually going to put thousands of veterans in jeopardy? Because according to VA, the veteran cannot pay a buyer broker's fee. So I'm sure NAR's caught wind of that or picked up on that. Maybe I haven't seen anybody talk about that, but I'm definitely going to I'm going to do a Facebook post on that and uh, try to put something out on the NAR. We have a little communication landing where you can post questions. So just interesting to me is um, would go right in the face of that lawsuit. But I would know that. You need to know that for the test. That could be a test question, okay? Cannot pay a buyer broker fee. And... Um, Adding the VA funding fee and other loan costs to your loan may result in a situation which you owe more than the fair market value of the house and will reduce the benefit of refinancing since your payment will not be lowered as much as it could be. You could also have difficulty selling your house in the future, and I think that makes sense. Now, um, just want to point this out right here. That's a test question, okay? could be entitlement to each eligible veteran is 36,000 lenders will generally loan up to four times a veterans um, available entitlement without a down payment now there's one there's one word here that we need to understand that um, and we'll be seeing it on one of my test questions here. Okay, so those are some notes for that. Now let me pull up a couple of these questions here to take a look at. And I probably could just go into full mode there. There we go. All right. So the first question I have, we want to go over here, is Michelle, an eligible veteran, made an offer of $175,000 to purchase a home, subject to getting a no down payment VA guaranteed loan. Two weeks after Michelle's offer was accepted, a certificate of reasonable value, what's called a CRV, it's the appraisal for $170,000 was issued for the property. What are Michelle's options? Let's read that again. Michelle, an eligible veteran, made an offer of $175,000 to purchase a home subject to getting a no down payment VA guaranteed loan. Two weeks after Michelle's offer was accepted, a certificate of reasonable value for $170,000 was issued for the property. What are Michelle's options? A, withdraw from the contract and forfeit her earnest money. B, purchase the property using $5,000 from her savings. C, ask the lender to loan the difference to her despite the CRV. Hey, lender, I don't care what that appraiser came in with. You're going to make me the loan anyway. I don't think that's the answer to you. 
D, withdraw from the contract and be in breach of non-performance. Well, one of the things that we have to include on a contract when we write a VA, when it's subject to VA financing, is this little, um, I'm drawing a blank, but it's this paragraph, it's built into our contract. There used to be, a, there was a name for it, but it's built into our Missouri Realtor contracts, financing agreements, and it's under the government loan, and there's a little paragraph there that says, in a nutshell, I'm just telling you in a nutshell, if the house doesn't appraise out for what the sales contract is, the buyer doesn't have to buy and the seller doesn't have to sell unless both parties agree to, to some other terms. So the correct answer for this would be B, purchase the property using 5,000 from her savings. That's the only viable option because the A says withdraw from the contract and forfeit her earnest money. No, there's a, there's a contingency clause that I just said to you, which says if it doesn't appraise out for the contract price, the buyer doesn't have to the buy and the seller doesn't have to sell unless they both agree. So A, you can throw A out. We can throw C out because the lender can't be forced to make the loan despite the CRV. And D is basically the same thing as A, or somewhat, withdraw from the contract and be in breach of non-performance. No, again, that would be thrown out. So the correct answer is B. Let's see if I can draw a, the correct answer is B as in boy, okay? Purchase the property using 5,000 from her savings. First State Community Bank, that's where I bank at, a great, great bank and great folks there. And they're all over the state of Missouri too. So if you haven't banked with First State Community Bank, check them out. They are not paying for any kind of advertisement or endorsement. I just threw them in the question, okay? Uh, makes a government-backed loan that will guarantee First State Community Bank against a loss is what type of loan? Is it FHA, VA, FNMA, which is Fannie Mae, or GNMA, which is Ginny Mae, we talk about in Chapter 15? Well, it's not FHA because FHA insures loans. This is a guarantee loan. And so it's not Fannie Mae. They're on the secondary market and Ginnie Mae buying and selling paper, you could say. And so we can mark those out. But you need to write down in your notes and put in your memory bank that VA guarantee. FHA in Insures. I would try to write that with my pencil, but I'd have to write that with my mouse. But FHA, I'm going to just put a big I there. Maybe I can do an I-N-S. Insures. I'm not doing too bad writing with my mouse and fingers there. And I hope I spelled insures right. It's looking funny to me now. But just remember that VA guarantees, okay? You gotta, if you see that, you know it's a VA loan. Our third question is, what is the purpose of the VA funding fee? And we learned that tonight. It does it reduce the loan's cost to the taxpayers? Well, that looks pretty good, but read all the questions. Helps the veterans save on loans co loans cost? We can cross that off. Increases the seller's closing cost? No, remember the VA funding fee has to be paid by who? The buyer has to be paid by the buyer. And then D, offsets expenses for the buyer and the seller. Well, it doesn't offset anything. It's a funding fee and it's charged to the buyer. And remember, right from the VA website, the purpose is to reduce 
the loan's cost to the taxpayers because it's a no down payment loan. So um, keep that in mind, make sure you know that. What does the appraiser issue for a VA loan? Would it be an appraisal valuation score? I don't think so. Would it be a certificate of reasonable value? That is the answer, but let's read on. Guarantee of reasonable value? Well, it's not a guarantee. And is it a letter of transmittal? No, it is a certificate of reasonable value. What is a letter of transmittal anyway? I guess I should know that, but I've been listening to these really old motivational books and I'm listening to this master class, really a fascinating, it's the master keys of success. And uh, I guess in its day, this guy sent letters to people. He sent them a part of his book, like chapter one, you'd read it and then he would give you some recap questions at the end and then he gives you a homework assignment and you got one of these chapters every 12 weeks or every week for 12 weeks to help you um, with motivation and success. It's really cool. Well, somebody put it into an audio book and I've been listening to it, but I always get tickled when the guy says, letter of transmittal. He's reading that book to us. Hey, I can't sit here and be serious for 60 minutes. You would all go crazy, right? So we're gonna continue on. Let's go back over to the next question. We only got a couple, I only have one or two more questions and then we're gonna do something on the board and then we're gonna wrap it up. Which of the following best describes a VA loan? This is a good question. This is a challenging question, I think. Is it a conventional mortgage? Hmm. Is it a conventional guaranteed mortgage? Now look here, they're trying to suck us into this right here. Because we know, we studied VA loan is a guaranteed loan, right? The VA is guaranteeing the loan for the lender. But this is not the correct answer. So if that's not the correct answer, it couldn't be a conventional mortgage either, could it? This is a good example of how you can, you can see some questions with answers and you could almost automatically eliminate these two because if it's not a conventional if it's not a conventional mortgage then it's not a conventional guaranteed mortgage okay they wouldn't have that now look at this here's why this they use two words unconventional in both answers but they trigger this one as an insured loan and we know that insured is through who f H A. And we know that VA guarantees the loan. So the answer is D. A VA loan would be considered an unconventional guaranteed loan. To me, it was a challenging question. Maybe you picked that up and got it, but. I thought it was kind of interesting. Okay, Tom asked if a VA or FHA loan charges prepayment penalties for single family homes. How would you answer Tom? Well, you would you answer Tom to say only VA charges a 1% prepayment penalty of the outstanding loan balance? Or B, only FHA charges a 1% prepayment penalty of the outstanding loan balance? Or C, both FHA and VA charge a 1% prepayment penalty of the outstanding loan balance? Or D, neither VA or FHA allows prepayment penalties? Hmm. Now, with all of the material you have to learn and all the stuff going through your brain and the exam being as high level energy as it is, 
this question would probably just freak you out. But you're going to sit there and say, you know what? I sat through John's live streaming, help me pass the real estate exam. And I remember John told me that FHA and VA, uh, they do not allow pre FHA, neither VA or FHA allows prepayment penalty. Okay. You can't have a prepayment penalty with VA or FHA. So neither VA or FHA allows prepayment penalties. In other words, you can pay your home off without a penalty under VA or FHA. You could very well see that question on the test right there. Okay. Now I am going to discard those and I'm going to jump out here and I am going to very quickly take a look at and see if we have any questions that have come in. And I do not see any questions. If somebody's out there, I'd love for you to just say hi and I'll know that we have I'll know that we have some people watching. It shows we're broadcasting loud and clear. I see five are watching right now. So maybe somebody can say hi to me and that and I'll feel better that that I know I know somebody's out there. Hello. Um, so we'll come back and check here in just a minute. All right. All right. So oh, I was going to put my preview live on here. So there we go. You were seeing in reverse timing of what I had. So nobody's Nobody wants to chat tonight. That's totally fine. I'm going to go over to the board now and we're going to do just a couple of quick math problems. And um, I figure I, I want to see how my lighting's working over here because I've been working hard to get the lighting all set up. So hopefully you can see me and uh, we're going to do a couple of quick math problems help you out here with that. So one of the things with VA that we need to understand um, is, is that there could be, um, there could be, or with FHA, there could be discount points. And remember that we heard earlier that VA doesn't set the interest rate, the discount points, or the um, closing cost. Those could change from lender to lender. So what is a discount point? Uh, when we, and, and some of you might be new in the course, and that's okay, but a discount point is also what we refer to as prepaid interest, okay? So this is prepaid interest. And one of the things that I talk about in class is that since this is prepaid interest, it increases the yield to the lender or the profit, okay? So we could say that this increases the yield. I use that word yield because you could see that on the real estate exam. And this is really just their profit, okay? To who? To the lender. Now, one point is equal to 1%, and this is a test question here, of the loan amount. So if you have a $100,000 loan, you're going to pay $1,000 in discount points. All right, $1,000 in discount points. Now, how did I do that? How did I do that? We talk about a T problem. We, we learn this T problem. And for those of you in my global real estate school, if you've gone through my little session called uh, Real Estate Math Made Easy, I kind of talk about this and I, I go and, and by the way, I'm trying to do a lot of math problems on my um, YouTube channel. So be sure and subscribe here and you can, you can uh, uh, watch a lot of the math problems. And I, I always draw the T problem out, and these are math symbols. 
divide, multiply. We put a P for part on top, a T for total down here, and a percentage or rate right here. Um, this again is part, and this is total. Now the way I remember these is part is always the smaller number, and total is always the bigger number. If you charged a hundred, if you got a loan for a hundred thousand dollars, put this right here, it, and you, we know that one point is equal to one percent of the loan amount, we could put one percent here, and I always recommend you move your decimal over two places. So then, if we move this over two places, we have to throw a zero out here, correct? Because there's, no, there's nothing out here. So two places gives us 0 0.01. Now, what does our math tell us to do? Anytime we have the bottom two, we multiply. So 100,000 times 0 0.01 would give me $1,000. Now, you could very well see this as a test question right here. What they probably will do, so I'm just going to give you some time to look at that. What they probably will do is say something like this. If the buyer paid $3,400 in close in uh, discount points and the lender charged four points what did the what was the loan amount for the uh, buyer well we just if we know the points a smaller number and we're solving for the loan amount which is going to be the bigger number we just move our decimal out two places, which would be 0 0.04. And now, what does our math tell us to do? See here, the math told us to multiply. But now, notice that our math is telling us to what? This time, our math tells us to divide. So you put this number in your calculator first, 3,000, let me get up there close so you can see just how bad my hair loss is. <laughs> and my, so $3,400, and I'm going to put that in first, then I'm going to press the divide button, and then I'm going to put 0 .04, and I get $85,000 as the loan amount. They could, we hope they wouldn't be that mean, but those exam writers are mean people. Well, I shouldn't say that. They could say, uh, I won't put that because that'll be too confusing. But they could make you work to, sometimes they make you work two problems deep. So when you get this answer, you have to work another answer. In other words, they might say, uh, the, the buyer paid 3,400 points and the lender charged 4% interest. What was the sales price if the lender what was the sales price if the borrower got an 80% loan-to-value ratio? Well, we can work this and get the loan amount, and then we work another T problem using the 80% and work it back and we get the sales price. Do you understand that? I don't want to confuse you because I know it's a little late, and we'll work one of those one time, but don't panic about that. You just get an answer, and then there's other there's another piece to that equation in the, in the problem, 
and you just take your answer and that other piece and you plug it into another T problem and you'll get, you'll, you will get your answer. So I wanted to go over just, you know, one point equals 1% of the loan amount. This is definitely one point equals 1%, could be a test question. This, you've got, they're gonna try to trip you up and they're gonna try to, to draw you into the sales price, charging discount points, but you watched our session tonight and you know you always figure discount points on the loan amount, okay? Uh, we need to know that discount points are prepaid interest and it just increases the lender's profit or profitability or they may use the word yield on the loan. And then hopefully you understand how to work a discount point. Now, let's just talk about this increasing yield and we'll wrap it up for tonight. Um, what do I mean by increasing the yield on the loan? Well, um, if... If I get a loan for $85,000, the lender's gonna give me a loan for $85,000. When I make my monthly payment every month, I'm gonna be paying back on $85,000. I could, I could, you know, if this was $85,000 and my interest rate was 3.5% and I did this for 30 years, my payment would be 381.69. So every month I'm going to pay back $381.69. I think it was 69. Yeah. That's my principal and interest. And I'm paying that back on this amount, right? So at the closing table, the lender gives $85,000, don't they? But what did I have to give the lender back? $3,400. Those were discount points. Prepaid interest increases the yield to the lender, the profit. Well, how much money, I mean, the lender gave 85,000, but I turned around and gave them $3,400 back. So how much out of pocket is the lender really out? How much out of pocket is the lender out? Well, we could just take 85,000 and subtract $3,400. These were the discount points, right? That they charged me and so the lender is really only out of pocket $81,600 I think I did not I did that without my calculator but we'll try it here 85,000 minus 3400 $81,600 sometimes I do these math problems and I make a mistake and I catch it and I mention it. And like I've had, we're closing into close to a thousand people who have gone through our course, a lot of people. And the other day, the other day I had a guy that was just ripping me up and down on YouTube because I made a mistake and it was confusing him. And I was like, well, I caught my mistake and I explained what I did wrong. And most people will write me and say, Thank you so much for pointing that out because hopefully we won't make that same error on the exam. And that's why I left it in there because I wanted people to see how easy, I, easy it is to make the mistake. But anyway, it was a side note to say, if I ever do something wrong, you know, it's live and sometimes you can just miss, you can miss something. But... If you caught it, good, because you will you probably do great on the test. So that's the main point. So how much is the lender out of pocket? $81,600. But what am I paying them a mortgage payment based on? $85,000. So do you see how discount points 
increases the yield to the lender, its profit, its prepaid interest, okay? And so one point equals 1% of the loan amount. So why do lenders charge discount points? That's why you have to shop around. Hey, they're in the business to make money. And if they can charge a little bit extra for something, they do what? They increase their yield or their profitability. So always check around, ask, and help your VA buyer be able to get the best possible deal they can. Okay, good job. You all did it great there. I'm going to come back over here and uh, go back over to this screen right here. And uh, I do see a note here from Zia says, hello, John. Thanks for the live stream. This is a little ahead of where I am in the course, but I'm taking notes. And that is excellent. Thank you, Zia. I appreciate that. hope that's okay. I mentioned your name, but uh, thank you. And yeah, you might be, um, I, this could be a little bit ahead of you, but I hopefully it'll make some sense when you get to that point. And so that's good. So thank you. I appreciate you watching. And notice we had four or five folks that were on there. Okay. So that is going to wrap us up for tonight. I want to say thank you so much for um, watching. For the Global Real Estate School folks, I want you to know that I have um, recorded this and I will share this by video link to you shortly. And then I had some folks that asked me, I will strip the audio off and I will put this on our iTunes, so you can watch that there. So if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, please be sure and do that. We'd love for you to do that. Uh, remember that we are on iTunes. I've got lots of great podcasts. So if you're in your car, you're walking, you can listen and study to the tests there as well. We have an Amazon skill. So yes, you can ask Alexa and she'll play our podcast for you if you're working around the house. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. And... Um, I'm available. If you need help, please email me, re reach out to me. And thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. Go out and make it a great evening, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to the podcast for Global Real Estate School. I'm John Mayfield, the real estate tech guy. Go out and make it a great day.